Welcome back again today. We're studying the book of Daniel. We're talking about how the king Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, where Daniel and his friends and many other of the people of Judah had been taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar's army and brought back, and especially the choice young men of the king and the king's household had been brought back, including Daniel. And now the king has a dream, and that dream cannot be interpreted by his soothsayers, his astrologers, his wise men. And, in fact, he asks them to tell him the dream before they tell him the interpretation, and they think that's impossible. And so he, tell, he just says, kill all the wise men. Well, Daniel and his three friends were included in this group. And so Daniel prays, and God gives him the answer. God shows him what is the answer and what the dream is and what the dream means. And now Daniel is praising God for what God has done and how God has answered his prayer and for the specific answer that he has given. I wonder, have you praised God already today? Have you thanked him for being your Lord and for giving you another day of life? And most of the time when my wife and I pray together in the morning, we begin our prayer by saying, this is the day the Lord has made, and we rejoice and are glad in it because we live one day at a time, and we're thankful for each day. Each day is pivotal. Each day is special, and it's worthy of our praise. But also, I want you to see there's a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. God has revealed the mystery of that dream to Daniel, and now he's ready to go before the king and share it. That is the same God today, and you see, the mystery of what God showed him is what God will show us, that he will give us answers to our questions as we need them. Now, sometimes he doesn't because we don't really need them, and, and we don't really have to have them to make life work. George Washington Carver, the great black scientist, produced out of the little peanut hundreds of products, and he did that so that the farmers could grow peanuts and sell their product. And they asked him, well, how did you develop all of these products out of the little peanut? And he said, I asked God who made the peanut to reveal to me what was in the peanut, and he did. You see, he was just like Daniel. He prayed, and God revealed to him the mysteries that were in that little nut. Five times the word revealed is used by Daniel in this chapter. Even King Nebuchadnezzar uses it after the dream has been given him because he understands what revelation is, now at least to some degree. I think it's interesting as Daniel goes to see the king, the first request is that the wise men not be destroyed. It, it, it is especially uh, gratifying to me that Daniel was not primarily concerned about his own physical life. He was concerned about other people. These wise men were not wise. They were charlatans. They were fakes. And they probably didn't even like Daniel and his three friends. But they were lost without God and without hope. And Daniel asked the king for mercy for them. He knows they're not prepared to meet their master. And the king says, are you able to make known to, to me the dream which I have seen in its interpretation? I'm sure it must have been hard for the king to believe that this young man, who was so much younger than these other wise men, would have the answer. 
And he says, all of these others have failed, the wise men, the conjurers, the magicians, the diviners. They're not able to answer it, said Nebuchadnezzar, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he is the one who has the answer, says Daniel. It's not me. I'm not the one. For this mystery has not been revealed to me by my wisdom. It's not the wisdom that resides in humans. It's God's wisdom, and God has shown me and what Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar was that the wisdom of the wise men had failed because their gods failed. They were not true gods. They were not the real thing. And Daniel had found God's answer because he talked to the God who is alive, the God who is real, the God in heaven who reaches down to earth and makes a difference. I think the one of the things that comes out of the study of this is to see to whom God reveals his secrets. He doesn't share his secrets with the half-hearted follower. He doesn't share his secret with the person who is not in relationship with himself. And the Bible says the natural man, the man without God, doesn't receive the things of the Spirit, neither does he want to. And so it's important that we realize that God gives his secrets to those who are right with him. Jesus prayed, in Matthew eleven twenty five and 26, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you did hide these things from the wise and intelligence and did reveal them to babes. Yes, Father, for thus it was well-pleasing in your sight. You see, God has, has seen fit to give some of his greatest secrets to the humble, to the simple, to those who open their hearts to him. You and I can receive truth. You and I can be can be given things from God and his word if we just are totally committed to him and open and ask him and seek him. But there's also a God in heaven who speaks and works through available servants. This chapter reveals <clears throat> that the God of heaven, as he's called, is a God of power, a God of might. He's a God who can take a captive teenager by the name of Daniel, who is yielded to him and use him mightily. As Daniel shared the dream and its interpretation with the king, there was no effort to contradict or criticize what was said. The king knew that while he was listening to the voice of the young Hebrew, he was actually hearing the voice of God. The God of heaven was speaking on earth through a human being, so he will do today. He will speak through you. And through me, he will speak to our friends at work, our neighbors and others who need him. He will share his truth as we share with them. One day, John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and a delegation from the priests and leaders of religion came to ask him a very somber, sober, serious question. Are you the Messiah? They asked, and John the Baptist said, no. Not at all. I'm not even worthy to loosen his shoe, tie his shoe. I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness. John the Baptist recognized something. He recognized that the secret of being used is just to be a voice through whom God can speak. It's just to be a little life through which God can work. It's just to be a body through which he can walk, a mouth through which he can speak, feet through which he can 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 take his, his, his trip to the needs of others and hands that can work for his glory. We are God's special people, 
and he wants to use us in amazing ways that would cause us to be surprised if we would just trust him. I challenge you today, say, God, I'm available. I'm just restfully available to you. Use me any way you see fit. And you may be amazed what he does, not only in your life, but with your life. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.